Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes. 40inbox.com here. And we're going to go over a pretty horrible uh, car loan situation. So let's get into this stuff. So should I get a car loan right now? So I've just received confirmation that a remortgage has gone through. We owe $68,000 on the house and have added on an additional $20,000 in the remortgage for home improvements, $8,000 and to consolidate our debt, $10K, leaving us $2K. Once we've paid off our debt, we'll have an extra $300 per month and we'll also have an extra $300 from a recent raise at work. We don't currently own a car, but I'm thinking we can easily afford a 15K loan for a used car, which will be about $250 to $300 per month. I just checked my experience score, and it's 970 out of 999, which is the UK, which is considered excellent because it's above 960. So my questions, I understand having this recent remortgage will reduce our score, but I wonder by how much. Number two, should I wait to apply for a car loan or will it really make that big of a difference in terms of the rate I'm about or I'm able to get? And number three, any chance they would reject my loan application given these two loans are so close together? And number four, what about paying off my other debts? I'll pay these off before the week is over, but should I wait for them to show as paid off on Experian before I apply for this car loan? Thanks. Well, I don't want to be too mean to this person, but kind of want to be pretty mean to this person. So here's the situation, right? I don't like this person saying we've paid off our debt. Like once we've paid off our debt, Guess what? You're not paying off your debt. You're literally moving your debt to another debt, right? You're just moving this onto your house. You still owe this money, right? This literally doesn't change anything at all, except for that you increase the amount of money that you owe, right? Like This is such a horrible situation to be in. Like Why would you purposely transfer your debt to your house so technically you are getting less of a return on your house which you're not really getting much of a return but either way since you live in it but either way you're basically almost devaluing your house by increasing the amount of money that you owe basically onto your house and you have other debts on top of this and you're thinking about getting a 15k loan for a used car like this is absolutely insane right this is so insane to be thinking like this but the thing is this is actually pretty normal for 
most humans nowadays were, you know, like, oh, yeah, the normal thing is to just, you know, get into more debt. Like, this literally solves nothing, right? So if I were in this situation or if someone was in this situation and I wanted to try to help them, right, what I would do is not even do this has remortgage thing. And I would have just basically, you know, paid the whole thing off. But the thing is, based off what they're kind of saying, I'm thinking it's actually gone through already. Like, it's just like going through the process. So if it's something like it's already like in stone that they're already doing this, okay, then they're already doing this, right? And so we're going to just base it off like they're that where it's like already happened, right? So basically, if they don't really have anything else of this kind of like debt that they described, but they have other debts, I would focus more so on those other debts and pay those debts off and then get a car, right? Now, that being said, if they need a car for work, I would basically pay the minimums of the other debts save up maybe two grand or three grand for a pre-owned car, buy it in cash, and then start working on the debt, the other debts again. Because, you know, based off what this person's saying, they have other debts that they didn't really list on here. So let's keep that in mind. Now let's go into the questions, right? So typically, a remortgage would most likely reduce your score, and this could be, you know, like 20 to 40 points, right? Now, also, should you wait to apply for a car loan? I think you should not even get a car loan. You should just buy a super cheap car in cash if you're going to get a used car anyways, right? And then, is there any chance that you would reject my loan application given these two loans are so close together? Probably not. Now, about paying off the other debts, they need to pay these off. They need to pay these off, right? And the thing is, anytime you show that you have debt on your credit history and it's still there, which could take maybe like a month or two months to get off of your credit history because sometimes these companies just take forever to actually work with the credit bureaus and basically be like, oh yeah, you know, it's actually completely paid off, right? Like you could still be showing that this thing's still going on and they might actually prevent you from getting a car loan. And again, this should not even matter because the best solution in this whole situation is to not get into a loan for a car. What you should do is just buy a super cheap car in cash and start paying off whatever debt you might actually have other than what was listed here. So then you can start basically funneling as much money as you can into, you know, maybe cars that you want, maybe your house mortgage because you definitely need to pay your mortgage because you just move debt onto it for no reason. And yeah, there's a lot of things that you could do. You could follow a step-by-step plan and so if you if anyone's listening to this and you need help mastering your money go down below and learn how to master your money in a very simple and easy to follow along step-by-step plan right now that being said anyone in this situation don't try to borrow money to then get out of debt because that doesn't actually work right? You can't borrow yourself 
out of debt. You can't go into debt to get yourself out of debt. Like, that makes literally no sense. But again, that being said, I can understand in some circumstances where someone, let's say they have like a $20,000 credit card balance and you want to transfer that because it has like a 20% APR to a one-year or two-year credit card that has literally no interest for like one or two years, right? But you're also at the same time going to be, you know, destroying the balance of that card, right? You're going to be basically funneling as much money as you can to get that credit card paid off. Now, I've personally seen someone do this where they did exactly that, where they had like $20,000 in credit cards with super high interest rates, and they funneled it into this one consolidated no interest credit card for one year, and they basically spent all of their money that was coming in that didn't go to you know their necessities, like everything above their needs, and paid off that credit card. Now, you could do something like that in a very specific situation because it actually makes sense. But this whole situation that this person's describing makes no sense in any situation. Like, this is just not a good idea to do. Now, I'm not, again, not trying to, you know, bag on this person. It's just that I want people to really be very careful with how they manage their money because it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you outspend how much you make, if you get super bad spending habits, that is extremely hard to end up breaking regardless of how much money you're going to end up making in the future. Right. This is what basically gets people into situations where they might be making like a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars per year, and they're living paycheck to paycheck because of their bad spending habits, because they're very bad at managing their money. So, I'm a little bit worried about this person's situation, but hopefully they end up doing pretty well. So, if you think this could help someone else. Feel free to share it with them. Feel free to give your thoughts as well. And you can also contact us with your own personal story at 40inbox.com. And we'll see you in future episodes. 40inbox.com here. So lots of student debt and don't even know where to begin. So this person just graduated with $140,000 in student loans. And they have no idea where to begin. So here's the situation. The loans are mostly parent plus loans, but they're spread out between my two parents, direct and indirect federal loans. My brother's loans are also under my parents' name. Mine total $140,000, but I'm not sure what the percent interest break down between each amount. I start my job next week making $45,000. I'm single, living in Boston, paying $800 for rent until at least September 2023. I was thinking income contingent repayments. Number one, do I consolidate? I'm not looking to work for the government. Number two, do I stick with the government or go private? I don't even know. Where to begin? Please help. My parents don't want them under their name anymore. So... 
here's the thing, right? Like, let's just go based off like the numbers, right? So this person has a hundred and forty thousand dollars in student loans, right? Like, we're just going based off the numbers here, first and foremost, right? And they are thinking about making only maybe about $45,000 per year. And I'm guessing, you know, that's pre-taxes and everything like that. Which means they're not really making much money, right? So the way you got to really think about that, like, I mean, let's say like the take-home pay that they actually take home is more like, let's just say $30,000 to keep it simple, so they got what thirty thousand dollars to pay a hundred and forty thousand dollars of student loans off. That is going to be very, very difficult. You would have to pick up a side job and then probably also work overtime to really get to the position where you could actually pay this off, right? Because here's the thing: you don't want to be carrying this amount of student loans. Actually, you don't want to be carrying any student loans, right? But you do not want to have this thing grow to like, who knows, like $300,000, dollars $500,000, 10, 20 years from now, right? Like you want to be very careful with this and you want to destroy these student loans because this is such a scary situation. Now, it's also really bad that your parents signed this for you because technically speaking, they are legally required to pay these off, right? Legally speaking, they are responsible for these loans. That being said, you do have an obligation with your parents, you know, like just like, like, hey, you know, like, you have like more so like an, a moral obligation to your parents being like, okay, I'm going to pay these student loans off because technically this is what paid for my college, right? That being said, if it's, a, like, if it's, a, if it's a situation, right, where you did not know how much the student loans were actually going to cost, and your parents just signed this without really letting you know anything about it beforehand, and they never really said anything beforehand about you paying it off, and then now you pay it off, I would still, in that situation, be willing to pay the student loan off because obviously I went through and got the education, and most likely the parents can't actually handle it either. But at the same time, you legally don't necessarily have to deal with it, but you should, right? Anyone in this situation should pay off their student loan debt because they were getting an education, right? So just keep that in mind. So you're going to definitely have to get another job no matter what, right? Like if you are very serious about, you know, potentially paying off these $140,000 in student loans, you have to take it very seriously and end up doing whatever you can to get more hours or maybe work a little bit smarter. So maybe you work your job that you're going to pick up, you work overtime as well, and then on the side, you do something that doesn't necessarily require your time so much so. Maybe go more in like a side thing dealing with sales. 
so that potentially speaking, you could maybe work on the weekends for this side job, whether it be like car sales or some sort of high ticket sales opportunity so that potentially you can make an extra few thousand dollars per month without necessarily having to put in another 40 hours, right? You really want to optimize the amount of time that you have in this situation, right? Because there's only so much amount of time within a day and depending on how like what kind of jobs you're able to get per hour base, it might be better for your side thing to end up being more of a sales thing because there's no real cap on how much money you can make and you're not necessarily limited to the amount of hours that you work. So you could technically work like, you know, two hours per week and end up getting like a sale of a pretty high ticket product. So that's something to also think about too. Think a little bit more outside the box. Try to work a little bit smarter if you can, but no matter what, you also got to work very hard to get out of this situation. Now for the whole consolidation thing, You should really only do that if it drastically decreases the loan amount, like the percentage, to where it's actually very noticeable. Like if it could save you like ten, twenty thousand dollars over the course of you paying off the student loans, because that's the whole goal is to pay off the student loans, then yeah, it'd probably be worth it. But you know, if you're able to actually nab like a job that's much better than the $45,000 and you end up making like, who knows, maybe like $80,000 per year, then no, there's not really much point, right? But either way, if it can save you like $10,000 plus, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to do it. Now, another thing is I also agree, do not work for the government unless they are willing to pay you a buttload in that there's a lot of opportunities for you to end up scaling the amount of money that you make, right? So like, if this is like a situation where you're working for the government and then you can end up basically, you know, going from like 45 to 60 to 80 to 100, and like within like the next five years, you could get to $100,000, then yeah, that'd be actually kind of worth it. But if it's something where you're staying at $45,000 and they might try to forgive your student loans, I would not take that because you can't really trust the government for anything, especially when it comes to federal student loans, right? Because you got some federal student loans. So I would not put that much faith in the federal government when it comes to student loans because they don't really have a great track record when it comes to forgiving student loans. So keep that in mind, right? And again, This, technically speaking, isn't really your issue. Like, this is really on the shoulders of your parents. But I think being like, you know, a decent human being and being hopefully a good kid to your parents, this is something that you should also work to. Because let's face facts. There's a lot of issues with this whole situation where you go to college for a job that's only paying you potentially $45,000, right? And think about it. Who in the right mind ends up getting into $140,000, right? Like that's a lot amount of money. Like that kind of like amount of money kind of shows that you went to like some sort of private campus or you went out of state and then you also got a degree in something that's pretty much economically kind of worthless compared to how much you spent on it, right? 
Because you got to think about it. There's like people who are getting certifications within like a year or two that are able to bring in sixty to $80,000 per year. So that's something to think about too. Like college, the universities are not the only way to go out and try to make a good living. By the way, if you need help mastering your money, go down below and learn how to master your money in a very simple and easy to follow along and stick to plan. Right now, also, if you know someone who is dealing with a lot of student loans, feel free to share this episode with them because this is a very scary situation. Like, I know my voice is kind of like pretty laid back and monotone, but this is a very scary situation, right? Like, it's almost painful seeing people in these types of situation where they're facing so much debt and barely making much money, right? Like this is super scary and this is a very dangerous situation to be in. And I really want people to really rethink how they go about their education because this is not a situation anyone should want to be in, right? And there's a lot of people nowadays in this type of situation and it's just scary, right like you don't want to be spending like 10 20 years paying on student loans and the thing is there are ways to get this down right you know i'm not like freaking out because you know if you end up mastering your money you could solve this issue even at the starting point of maybe only making potentially $45,000 if that's your starting point you can still find a way to get this off of your back so just keep that in mind. And, geez, tried to not get into debt because this is just horrendous.